football gossip with Samyam. Hello everyone. I hope you all are doing great and are staying safe. I am Samyam Khatiora, your host for this podcast, Football Gossip with Samyam, presented to you by Ubacast, and this is the fourth special edition episode for this podcast. Special edition meaning that we will not follow our regular podcast agenda and segments, but we will be doing something a little more different. That being, we will talk about transfer rumors and done deals that have happened around Europe. Secondly, we will talk about the Europa League and Champions League final season and analysis. And finally, the European Championship or Euro Cup analysis and my predictions. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, or other music and podcast platforms. Please also write me some comments about how you thought this podcast went. Please stay tuned until the end of today's show. And now let's begin. Right now in the footballing world, the summer transfer window is open for teams around Europe to sign, sell, loan in, and loan out players from their teams to different teams. During this time, teams also renew player contracts of those who are almost out of their previous deals. The board and chairman or president of each team also gets together with the team coach to see their plans for the upcoming year and to set season goals and expectations for the whole squad. The coach also tells the board about the players that they want or need in specific positions around the field. There's also a transfer window in the winter called the winter transfer window, but the time for that window is a bit less. And And usually not a lot of activity goes on in that period because it is in the middle of a season. The summer transfer window is a good opportunity for teams to strengthen their squads to win more games and reach bigger competitions. Some of the best and biggest rumors and done deals so far in this summer transfer window go as follow. Done deals include David Alaba from Bayern Munich going to Real Madrid on a free transfer. What free transfer means is that a player that was in one team goes to another team for free because their contract with the first team was expiring, and that team does not want to renew the player's contracts, so they can go to a team of their choice if that team wants them. And the only thing that the buying team needs to pay are the player's wages and signing bonus to the player. Sergio Cunaguero from Manchester City is also going to Barcelona for a free transfer. Ibrahim Konate from RB Leipzig is going to Liverpool for around 35 million euros. Dayote Upamecano from RB Leipzig is going to Bayern Munich for around 43 million euros. Eric Garcia from Manchester City is going to Barcelona as well on a free transfer. Dani Ceballos and Martin Odegaard from Arsenal are going back to Real Madrid as it is the end of their loan spell at Arsenal. Carlo Ancelotti, a manager, is going to Real Madrid, formerly of Everton, because Real Madrid's former manager, Zinedine Zidane, quit a couple weeks back. Some of the biggest rumors so far include Harry Kane from Tottenham Hotspurs, the top goalscorer and assister of the Premier League this season, rumored to go to Manchester City, Manchester United, or Chelsea by transfer request because he's not winning as much as he wants at Tottenham and he wants to be among the best in the world. Erling Brock Holland from Borussia Dortmund is linked with most of the top clubs in Europe, including Manchester City, Barcelona, and Real Madrid. Kylian Mbappe from PSG is linked to go to Real Madrid because it is his boyhood favorite team and Real Madrid also really want Kylian Mbappe. Eden Hazard from Real Madrid is linked to go back to Chelsea because Eden Hazard is unhappy at Real Madrid 
and Real Madrid are also unhappy with Eden Hazard's performances over the last three years. Sergio Ramos, the Real Madrid and Spanish national team captain, is linked to go to PSG or Manchester City because his contract is expiring and he's not happy with the current contract that Real Madrid is offering him. Lionel Messi of Barcelona is linked to go to Manchester City or PSG as well because his contract is also expiring pretty soon. Gigi Donnarumma from AC Milan is linked with a move to Juventus because his contract is also set to expire in a couple of weeks. Lautaro Martinez from Inter Milan, AC Milan city rivals, is linked to go to Atletico Madrid or Barcelona because Inter are needing to sell players because of the COVID uh, pandemic that's going on, and there are a lot in debts. Same with Arturov Hakimi from Inter Milan, and he is linked to go to PSG. And same with Romelu Lukaku, Inter's main man and the Serie A top player of the year as well. Cristiano Ronaldo of Juventus is linked to go to Manchester United or PSG because Ronaldo is reportedly unhappy at Juventus and the way they're heading. Declan Rice from West Ham United, one of the best central defensive midfielders this season, is linked to go to most of the top teams in the Premier League, including Manchester United and Chelsea. And finally, Rafael Varane from Real Madrid, one of the best centre-backs in the world, is linked to go to Manchester United or Chelsea because he wants to try something a bit more different. Now let's move on to talking about the Champions League. Now we will talk about the Champions League season and final. Around a week ago, the final of the Champions League happened. The Champions League is the biggest club competition that any team can take part in. The final included Manchester City of Premier League and Chelsea of the Premier League. Before this game, I personally thought that Manchester City were going to win this game pretty easily, but in the end, that did not happen as Chelsea walked away with a 1-0 victory against City. The goal scorer for Chelsea was Kai Havertz, who scored in the 42nd minute of the game. The starting 11 of Manchester City came as a particular surprise as they were not starting either Rodri or Fernandinho, their two center defensive midfielders, who have taken part in 60 of their last 62 games for Manchester City. The goal that Kai Havertz scored was due to a big gap in the midfield area of Manchester City, and many believe that if City did play a holding midfielder in that area, Kai Havertz would not have scored that goal. The manager of City was also criticized for this decision that he made. Instead, in the center defensive midfield position, the City manager played E.K. Gundogan, who is more of a cam or center attacking midfielder type player. He has been City's best goal scorer this season, but the manager of City, Pep Guardiola, played him in a more defensive role, which means he could not have gotten up to score goals, like he did in previous games. Another surprise that came in the City starting 11 was that Raheem Sterling was starting. Raheem Sterling has not had the best season this year, but nevertheless, Pep Guardiola decided to play him in this game. Another surprise was that Zinchenko was starting in the left-back's position instead of the Portuguese João Cancelo. João Cancelo has been in a very good form of late, and Zinchenko did not do very much in this game. And many believe that if Cancelo was starting, he would have fired some crosses into the middle of the box, and somebody would have been there to score the crosses. Nothing in particular was surprising in the Chelsea starting 11. Many believe that the 
American Christian Pulisic would have started this game. But he did come in in the, in the later stages of the game to become the first American to ever feature in the Champions League final. And he was very close to scoring a goal as well. If he did score that goal, he would obviously be the first American to score in a Champions League final. He is also the first American to win a Champions League. This is For both teams, two players got injured in the first half of the game. For Manchester City, the player that got injured was Kevin De Bruyne, the player who was captaining Manchester City this game. He was also supposed to be Manchester City's biggest source of playmaking, but he, since he got injured early on, Manchester City did not have that sort of playmaker. The injury for Chelsea was Thiago Silva, the centre-back for Chelsea. The player who got injured for Chelsea was their centre-back, Thiago Silva. So from pretty early on in the game, Chelsea had to bring on their second-tier centre-back, Christensen, who did pretty well in the game as well. Now let's talk more about the stats for the Champions League final. Manchester City had seven shots, while Chelsea had eight. With one shot in target for Manchester City, while Chelsea had two, Possession goes to Manchester City with 61%, with the lower half going to Chelsea with 38%. But this was no doubt, as most people knew, that Ch- as that Manchester City would be the one to control this game, while Ch- Chelsea would have to play on the counter. Passes completed would go to Manchester City with 609 passes, while Chelsea only had 401. Manchester City made 14 fouls throughout the game, and Chelsea made one less than them. Yellow card-wise, Manchester City had two yellow cards, while Chelsea had one, and Manchester City had the total of three corners, while Chelsea had one. Now let's move on to talking about the stats of the whole Champions League season of 2020-2021. The top goal scorer this year was Erling Braut Haaland, the 20-year-old, who scored a total of 10 goals, playing for Borussia Dortmund. The top assister was Juan Cuadrado, who assisted a total of six crosses is despite the fact that Juventus, the team that Juan Cuadrado plays for, were out in the second round of the competition, the round of 16. The total attempts on target for the entire competition by a single player went to Lionel Messi by having 20 attempts on target. And Octavio from Porto had the most fouls committed by having 24. Whole team-wise, the team with the most goals scored throughout the competition was Bayern Munich, with 27 goals scored. For total attempts, Manchester City won by having 170 total attempts. Attempts on target also went to Manchester City by having 73 attempts on target. And Chelsea were the team to commit the most fouls, having committed 182 fouls throughout the competition. Out of a total of 125 matches that was played in this year, a total of 366 goals were scored and an average of 2.93 goals were per match, and one goal was scored around every 31 minutes of the game. The squad of the season for the Champions League has also been announced. There were three goalkeepers in the squad, who were Courtois, Ederson, and Mendy, the Champions League winner, goalkeeper. Aspilicueta, the captain of Chelsea, Ruben Diaz, Marquinhos, Rudiger, Chilwell, and Alba were the defenders in the squad of the season for the Champions League. For the midfield positions, Jorginho, Mounts, N'Golo Kante, Kevin De Bruyne, Ike Gundogan, Luka Modric, Sergio Oliveira, Phil Foden were the midfielders. And Erling Haaland, Kylian Mbappe, Lewandowski, Benzema, Neymar Jr., and Messi were the forwards of the year. 
Now let's go on to talk about the Europa League final and whole season. This season, for the final of the Europa League, Villarreal and Manchester United were the teams to face off. At the beginning of the game, I thought that Manchester United were going to win this game pretty easily, but that was not the case. The game was a 1-1 draw, and the game went all the way to extra time and penalties, while in the penalties, the score was 11-10, Villarreal won. The only player to miss the penalties throughout the whole shootout was the goalkeeper of Manchester United, David De Gea. Even the goalkeeper of Villarreal, Ruiz, scored the goal. Gerard Moreno was the person to score for Villarreal in the 29th minute, while Edison Cavani of Manchester United equalized in around the 55th minute of the game. Lineups for both teams were pretty expected, but for, for Manchester United, some people thought that Dean Henderson was going to start instead of David De Gea, as he has been the number one choice for the second half of the season. The stats in the games go like this. Manchester United had 14 shots, while Villarreal had 12. For shots on target, Manchester United had two, while Villarreal only had one, which was their goal. Position-wise, Manchester United controlled most of the game, having 61% of the position, while Villarreal only had 39%. Manchester United had 692 passes, while Villarreal had 451. Pass accuracy also goes to Manchester United, as they had 51% accuracy, while Villarreal had 74%. Manchester United committed five more fouls than Villarreal, having committed 15, and had two yellow cards for those fouls. Villarreal also had two. Offside-wise, Manchester United were offside four times, while Villarreal were not offside throughout the game. And corners-wise, Villarreal took the lead, as they had seven corners to score from, while Manchester United only had three. Manchester United in the Europa League only came in after they finished third place in the Champions League group stages. The teams that finished in third place in the Champions League group stages qualify for the Europa League for the rest of the season. The top goal scorer in the Europa League this year was Harry Kane of Tottenham Hotspurs, tied with Michaela Ishak of Leach Pozan. The top assister was Samuel Chakwezi of Villarreal with having five assists. Leon Bailey had the most shots on targets, having 16, and fouls committed wise, Diego Falacini committed the most fouls, having committed 28. Whole team-wise, Arsenal were the team with the most goals, having scored 33 throughout the whole competition, and total attempts-wise, they were also the team with the most, having 198 total attempts. Attempts on target-wise, Roma were the team with the most, having 75 total attempts on target. And Salvia Prab committed the most fouls throughout the competition, having committed 190. Throughout the 205 games played in the Europa League this season, a total of 618 goals were scored, 3.03 goals per match was averaged, and around one goal was scored every 30 minutes of each game. That ends the Champions League and Europa League final and season analysis. हमरो अमूल्य जीवन प्रति को आदर्श र विश्वास, जीवन भोगाई का याबत अनुभव हरू, हमरा संबंध हरू, प्रेम बिछोड़ सुखरा दुखजस्ता जीवन का विविध पाटा हरू। तेजस्वी वाला साथ मशीन बोली थी, मोता आखुलाई ईश्वरी मानचु, तेजस्वी ठामा जन्मे को मानचे, तेजस्वी ठामा आयरा इति पढ़ेरा इति गाने से के मोहन 
मानवीय संवेदना भरीपूर्ण व्यक्ति व्यक्ति का अनुभव मयुवराज खतिवड़ा को साथ में एप्पल पॉडकास्ट गुगल पॉडकास्ट एंकर एफएम स्पटिफाई ओवरकास्ट जस्ता इंटरनेट का विभिन्न प्लेटफॉर्म खोजी खोजी सुन्न होगा Cristiano Ronaldo lifted the European Championship trophy in front of thousands. The competition returns. Fans from all over the world, especially from Europe, have already booked tickets to watch the games in person after a long time not seeing their favorite teams and players playing live. This competition, though will only last for a month, will be the summer's biggest entertainment show besides the Summer Olympics that will happen after the Euro Cup. Now, let's talk about what the European Championship is and its formats and who will participate in it this year. The UEFA European Football Championship, commonly known as the UEFA European Championship and informally as the Euros, is the primary association football competition contested by the senior men's national teams of the members of the Union of European Football Association, UEFA, determining the continental champion of Europe. The competition has been held every four years since 1960, except for 2020, when it was postponed due to the ongoing COVID pandemic in the whole world. Scheduled to be in the even-numbered year between the World Cup tournaments, it was originally called the European Nations Cup, changing to the current name in 1968. Starting with the 1996 tournament, specific championships are often referred to in the form of UEFA Euro, This format has since been retroactively applied to earlier tournaments. Prior to entering the tournament, all teams, other than the host nations, which qualify automatically, compete in the qualifying process. Until 2016, the championship winners could compete in the following UEFA FIFA Federations Cup, but were not obliged to do so. The 15 European Championship tournaments have been won by 10 national teams. Germany and Spain have each won three titles. France has won two titles, and the Soviet Union, Italy, Czech, Netherlands, Denmark, Greece, and Portugal have all each won one title. Portugal were the last team to win. To date, Spain is the only team in the history of this competition to have won two consecutive titles, doing so in the 2008 and 2012 competitions. It is the second most watched football tournament in the world after the FIFA World Cup. The Euro 2012 final was. Watched by a total global audience of around 300 million people, 
the most recent championship hosted by France in 2016 was won by Portugal, who beat France in the final 1-0 at the Stade de France in Saint-Denis after extra time. The final also averaged 284 million viewers, which is the second most viewed game in European tournament history. You are listening to Football Gossip with Samyam, presented to you by Ubercast with Samyam Khatiwada. The Euro 2021 format, or 2020 format, go as follows. Euro 2020 will feature 24 teams following UEFA's decision to expand the number of participants from 2016. The format for the final tournament will be the same as its predecessor, Euro 2016, meaning that there would be six groups compromised of four teams. As with Euro 2016, the winner and runner-up in each group, as well as the four third-best places, will progress to the round of 16. From the round of 16, the quarterfinals will happen, and the teams that win in the quarterfinals will progress to the semis, and the two teams that win in the semifinals will move on to play in the finals at Wembley Stadium in London, UK. Now I will mention the teams who are in the European Championship 2020. Italy, Switzerland, Turkey, and Wales form Group A. Teams in Group B are Belgium, Denmark, Finland, and Russia. Teams in Group C feature Australia, Netherlands, North Macedonia, and Ukraine. Croatia, Czech Republic, England, and Scotland are in Group D. Group E consists of Poland, Slovakia, Spain, and Sweden. And Group F, the group of death for this competition, consists France, Germany, Hungary, and Portugal. The group of death is the group with the best teams featuring in that group. And this year, it's so it happens to be the, f- the sixth group out of six. The team that I think will win Group A will be Italy. The team that I think will win Group B is Belgium. Group C, I think, will go to Netherlands. Group D, I think, will be conquered by England. I think Spain will win Group E. Ne- and I think Group F will be conquered by France as they won the 2018 World Cup. The team that I think will win the whole competition will also be France, As mentioned in the last podcast, their talent and youth in all positions around the pitch. The best players who were featured in the Euros is led by Cristiano Ronaldo, the captain of Portugal, Karim Benzema of France, who is back in the French squad after around five years not being included, N'Golo Conte of France, Kevin De Bruyne of Belgium, Kylian Mbappe of France, Robert Lewandowski, probably the best striker in the world right now of of Poland, I'm Eric Laporte, who is actually a French defender, but since he was not included in the French squad, he transferred over to the Spanish squad since he went. He moved to Spain when he was 16 years old and played there for around 5-10 years, so he's playing for Spain. Other important players include Gareth Bale of Wales, who might retire after the Euros, Harry Kane of England, and Thomas Muller of Germany who has also been included in the Germany squad after a long time not participating for Germany. Now I will tell y'all about the stats of the 2016 European Championship. A total of 51 matches was played in the, in the 2016 Championship, including a total of 108 goals being scored. The top goal scorer for this competition was Antoine Griezmann of France, who scored a total of 6 goals, and Cristiano Ronaldo came in second with a total of 3. The final for the 2016 Euro Cup was Portugal versus France, as mentioned previously, and France was the team to lose this game as Portugal beat them 1-0. France were actually playing in their home stadium as well. 
or a stadium that was located in France. In this game, the captain of Portugal, Cristiano Ronaldo, was injured in the beginning stages of the game and was not able to continue afterwards. The game was 0-0 after 90 minutes, so they had to go to extra time, where finally a Portuguese player named Eder scored a long-distance goal, and that was the only game to be scored this game. And Portugal ended up winning their first major-ever competition in their history, and Cristiano Ronaldo at the end was the player to lift the trophy for the first time. The 2016 Euro Cup Team of the Season go as follows. Rui Patricio of Portugal was named the best keeper. Defenders include Joshua Kimmich of Germany, Jerome Boateng of Germany, Pepe of Portugal, and Rafael Guerrero of Portugal. The two defensive midfielders of this team were Tony Cruz of Germany and Joe Allen of Wales. Antoine Griezmann of France, Aaron Ramsey of Wales, Dimitri Payet of France were the attacking midfielders for this team. And Cristiano Ronaldo of Portugal led the line. That ends the European Championship 2020 part of this podcast. Thank you to everyone for listening to this special edition episode of Football Gossip with Samyam. Till the end, I appreciate everyone's questions, comments, and thoughts about each podcast episode. Finally, for everyone around the world, I hope that you are healthy and strong in these challenging times. Thank you and hope to see you very soon. <laughs>